Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Galatians chapter 3. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain, if it really was in vain? So again I ask, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing in what you heard? So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Understand, then, that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham, all nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. As it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says, the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to his seeds, meaning many people, but, and to your seed, meaning one person, who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God, and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it is no longer dependent upon the promise. But God, in His grace, gave it to Abraham through a promise. Why then was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. A mediator, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. But Scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin, so that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. 
Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Paul continues to address uh, Jewish legalism in the church in this chapter. In verse 2, he writes, I'd like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? And, of course, the works of the law he's referring to is keeping the Jewish laws, the Torah, being observant of the Torah. And apparently some were coming to these Galatian believers and saying, Uh, You know, if you really want to be a good Christian, you've got to observe the Torah and do what it says. And Paul points out the fact that before they had heard any of these things about Judaism, they had received the Holy Spirit of God because they were justified by faith in Jesus Christ. He continues, are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain if it really was in vain? So again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? And I can answer that. God gives his Holy Spirit and works among us by what we believe about Jesus Christ, not according to the list of do's and don'ts we find in the in the old covenant or even in the new covenant. It's not a a recipe. If you put in a certain behavior, you'll get a certain uh, response from God in the moving of his Holy Spirit. We receive the Spirit by believing and trusting in Jesus Christ, the words of Jesus, and receiving the life of Jesus. Paul goes on to put it in even stronger terms. He says that if you choose to live Torah observant, you must be obedient of the entire Torah. I just want to step aside from the text for a moment. I love a broad assortment of the Lord's people on earth, and they believe many different things. So I'm reading from the words of Paul, but I want to point out, be careful to point out what it is he's saying here. He's saying that anyone who relies on Torah observance as part of their righteousness is deceived. He's saying that if you're relying on a part of the Torah, you're under obligation to observe all of it. Paul writes in verse 10, For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, as it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. And so, my friends, you can't pick and choose as Christians. The rabbis have observed 613 do's and don'ts in the Torah that an observant Jewish person is required to to follow. And so, as a Christian, if you begin to pick from among these 613 for your Christianese Torah observance, Paul says you're obligated to do everything that the Torah calls for, not just a limited menu of regulations. He goes on to say we all live by faith, not by the Jewish regulations. Verse 11, clearly no one who relies on the law is justified before God, because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. And so Paul begins with the great truth that became the hallmark of the Protestant Reformation. The righteous will live by faith. We're justified by faith in Christ alone. 
And so this uh, living by faith, being justified by faith, receiving salvation by faith, these things are all hallmarks of the genuine gospel and true Christianity. It's not about regulations and uh, rules and so forth. It's about trust in the one who loved us first and receiving his love and allowing him to work in us. He goes on to say, if you religiously observe the Jewish laws, uh, you must keep them all. That's what he, he just said in verse 10. In verse 13, he writes this, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul is not saying the Gentiles have uh, replaced the Jewish people in the purposes of God. He's not saying that at all. He's saying that by faith, we have been able to apprehend our salvation through the Jewish Messiah, Jesus Christ, that by faith we have demonstrated a a relationship to God like Abraham had, who believed God, and by his um, faith and trust in God, the Lord justified him. So we, too, have come to faith in the Lord, as Abraham did. The Gentiles come to Christ Jesus uh, in this case. The Old Covenant promises are all fulfilled in Jesus. In verse 16 and following, Paul writes this, The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person, who is Christ. What I mean is this. The law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. But God, in his grace, gave it to Abraham through a promise. And so for us, friends, we're in Christ Jesus, and we're saved by faith in Jesus. We're children of God, just as the Jewish people were through the Old Covenant, just as Abraham became a child of God. We are established as children of God through faith, faith in Christ Jesus, not faith in Judaism. Paul writes in verse 26, So in Jesus Christ you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, nor are there male and female. These things, friends, stay on this side of the grave. The nationality that you are now stays on this side of the grave. The sex that you are now stays on this side of the grave. Whether you're a slave or a free person stays on this side of the grave. Because in Christ, we become eternal beings. We're all one in Christ. If you belong to Christ, you're Abraham's seeds, and you are heirs according to the promises of God. And so, Lord, we thank you that you have made a way for the Gentiles to come into a relationship with you, the one true God, through your Holy Son, our Messiah, Jesus Christ. Lord, we acknowledge that our faith and our trust is in him and him alone, not in our ability to follow regulations and laws, Lord, but in trust and faith, simple childlike faith in Jesus. Lord, we believe that you called us, you found us, you saved us. Lord, you're working in us day by day. You're bringing to the surface in each of us your holy purposes planted deep within our inner man. Lord, you've redeemed us in order to bless us. By faith, we receive this redemption. By faith, we receive the promise of your Holy Spirit. By faith, your promises are being fulfilled in Jesus Christ. 
your promises are being fulfilled through Jesus Christ in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the grace that you gave to Abraham, and we thank you that the grace you've given to us. Continue now to clothe us with Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.